Hey, this is Keith Jones, the new president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers, and you're listening to Snow the Goalie. Snow the goalie. This is the only Flyers podcast. It's the People's podcast. It's the Players podcast. It's the Prognosticators podcast, the Pedialyte podcast, and the Pampers podcast. It still remains, for some reason, the only Flyers podcast. I'm Russ Joy. You can find me on Twitter or X at Joy on Broad. I'm joined, as always, by the magnificent Anthony Sanfilippo. Find him on Twitter slash X, Twixter at Ant San Philly, and the ultimate butte. The man who warms the cockles of our hearts. <laughs> and that's Chris Terrian, a.k.a. Bundy. Find him on Twixter, at Cterian6. Gentlemen, the people, the people wanted Flyers hockey. And baby, they got Flyers hockey. We're back! <laughs> We're back, ladies and gents. Let's get excited for the Philadelphia Flyers. We have a lot to talk about. They've now played two preseason games. A lot of things going on. Some interesting lineup decisions, an injury that no one expected, and much more. We're going to get into it today on the Only Flyers podcast. But before we do, I want to know, Anthony, I assume that's a Phillies cap that you're wearing backwards. Um, I never I never say what the hats are that I'm wearing. And I don't only have Phillies hats. I have that's multiple like- multiple baseball teams I have that I wear. Um, a lot of times they're, and I'll tell you why I have them. A lot of times, Russ, they are related to slow pitch softball. So you try to match the color of the hat. Is that the of Cardinals? The, of the team. Are you wearing? Are you wearing a St. Louis I, Cardinals I hat? We'll never say who's in hat honor of I'm, Scott Rowland. I will never you... say whose hat I have on. That's why I wear them backwards. All right, so it's Scott Rowland, scumbag. Okay, uh, let's go to let, yeah. Let's go to a man who's not afraid to tell you what's on his hat. Bundy, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, it just says Under Armour. It's the same hat I kind of wear most of the summer, and then I'll try to trade it in again next summer for the next uh, lucky hat that just seems to fit my melon perfectly through the summer. And uh, I don't have to wear it backwards. Mm-hmm. How you guys doing? I'm looking forward to the season start. We're already a week in, I mean, if you think about it. And yeah. um, we're just getting started. Um, really, really looking forward to the excitement that's around this team and organization this year. Um as I said, it, it wasn't the grand announcement, as I said a couple of weeks ago, but I'll be back doing some radio with the team, which was announced last week. I'll be uh, at least doing pregame radio for home and then my choice of uh, road games when I want, when it makes sense. So um, we got that done. But that really is not the big announcement. And uh, the one I'm looking the most forward to is never about me. It's always about inclusivity and everybody else so uh, but i am really pumped to be back in there you know as you guys know i did radio with saunders for seven or eight years uh we had a great great chemistry uh fridge is doing it now happy for him uh former teammate a really good friend trying to do a lot of the same thing as i'm doing as well in the recovery community and making a difference and i'm i'm really excited that he got a chance to do that so that's a nice uh you know nice stepping stone for him to get into to broadcasting uh, and I'm looking forward to, to teeing up uh, the games, uh, the home games and some road games during the year for the fans and continue bringing that uh, unbiased uh, opinion and um, 
and hockey knowledge to the set. And uh, I know we will continue uh, doing what we do, guys, and uh, making magic uh, on podcasts for Philly hockey. And I love it. So it's been a good week. And uh, Flyers with two two games in the bag already. And uh, thank God that there's preseason, that they are just preseason games. and They do not count yet in the standings. Hey, Bundy, um, I just wanted to thank y'all for having the intestinal fortitude this week to acknowledge that you're going to be doing pregame radio and for acknowledging that Fridge is going to be doing radio. It's still real to me, damn it. All right, I'm just going to say it now, and I don't know what people have on the timing today. That was one of the most fucked up things I'd ever seen in my life. Like, what are you talking about? Then I had some other guy insinuating that I was, you know, the joke, right? When some, let me lay it out. Someone on Twitter. Hold on. We got our Bundy bomb. It was in less than four and a half minutes. We're not doing the show live. So those of you who are watching on the YouTube channel, listening in the podcast feed, hopefully you had an internal number in your head, but under four and a half minutes for the Bundy bomb this week. I'm sorry to disrupt, but we needed to do that. Bundy, go ahead. Yeah, so, uh, you know, again, and we were saying, like, we didn't announce the Todd Fedoric thing on radio because we didn't have the intestinal fortitude. Um, okay, <laughs> let me say this again. Todd is a great friend. We work in the same industry. We've been friends for 20 years. I love him. Uh, we didn't announce it because the Flyers were announcing it later in the day. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and well, Right. Well, and, and, that's, and, and let me add on to that a little bit, Bundy, because we also didn't announce it. Um, because of some something else that's coming that you're going to hear about in our next episode, um, and and once that is once that is discussed and announced and and brought to light, everyone will sit there and go, oh, okay, now it makes a lot of sense as to why these guys were not the ones who felt the need to put that out there. And then somebody else came at me for saying suggesting someone who's also another flyer podcast who I did not know. I did not, I don't know. I know the name who's accused of, of now this is a part where I laughed at because I said, it's probably when Jonesy got announced, I said before, like when I knew it, I said, I'd like to put that information out being a longtime teammate before some guy in their base mother's basement, Montreal breaks the news first. And someone's like, why would you say that about like, kind of like, why would you say that about our, our friend? And I said, I don't even know what you're talking about. I said, if you're assuming that your friend is a guy living in his mother's basement spreading news, then I guess you confirm that that is actually true. The second part of that is, and anybody that knows Canadian hockey in Montreal or Toronto, and you know, Anthony, you know. This. Yeah, yeah. It's like a religion. Like, it's not like there's one guy. It could be 20,000 people us making assumptions, spitting out rumors that aren't really true or up to speed. And... um Sadly, so we have impressed. sadly we have some of those people here in Philadelphia too. I know, I know, not as many <laughs> as but up in we, Canada, but we have we them here too. Yeah, we love to we love to talk and, and bring hockey news. But if it's not news, um, and there was someone else that wanted to do it, that's why I said that's why I broke the Jonesy news when I had it because Anthony, you knew like it was on the cusp of coming out from somebody that wasn't the Flyers, yeah. and I said let's just go with this. But that's what we deal with, and uh, if there is news to come, we'll always lay it out there. Congrats to Todd. It's a great opportunity for him. Um, you know, he, as you said this week, Anthony, you know, he's, he's going to learn a little bit on the job, but I think anybody mm-hmm. that does radio learns on the job anyway. So good yeah. luck to him. And well, I mean, uh, think about it, Bundy, go back to, but go back to when you first broke into broadcasting. Yeah. 
right? I mean, it was a it ha, it was a challenge, right? I mean, yeah. it was not like the easiest thing to do. I mean, as as good a talker as you are, and as you always were, even as a you know as a player in the locker room, there is there are things you have to learn about broadcasting. Yes, it, yeah. it, like a lot of it's timing too, right? And it's rhythm, and like you know you have to sit there. And because I, I remember when I filled in for you during the lockout up with the Phantoms. Like you have to know when Timmy's throwing it to you without him saying he's throwing it to you, right? I mean, there's there are certain ways he pauses and ends sentences, and you know it's your turn to fill, and how long can you fill, and then you got to get out because he's got to call the game again. Like, I mean, there's a lot of that that you've got to kind of. It takes some time to figure out. It it is uh, the best word is rhythm, yeah. So people that don't think it, it and really, I mean, you could put a broadcast out, and maybe they aren't the bad the best broadcasts. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of boring broadcasts out there, and I think there's been boring broadcasts around this Flyers team in a lot many years too. But that doesn't mean necessarily that um, you don't want to put out a great product, right? And rhythm, especially with radio, more than anything else, mm-hmm. is about that timing, getting the reads done. You know, caught, having realizing that there's an icing, and maybe you have to get that 15 second drop in. Uh, understanding also when a goal is scored, shut up. Just be quiet. Don't be like, oh, yes, because that calls for the play-by-play guy. If someone asked me with Saunders, I said to him like before I started, and I was nervous. I said, is there anything you don't want me to do? Is there anything that would really annoy you? And he said, the one thing that will happen is uh, that that I would never want is speaking over a goal call. And that never happened. You hear some guys like doing play-by-play. That's the one thing that's kind of like the sacrilege to a play-by-play guy is when you jump on their, their, their call, their home run call, their goal call, their touchdown call. And it's happened, right? You can go on the YouTube and find like great play-by-play calls destroyed by the color analyst that chimes in with it. And um, a great example of that, of cheering, because the, the analyst, like I wanted the team to win everything. I wanted the team to do well all the time. A great example of it was when the Phillies won the World Series in 2008 and Chris Wheeler was like going like this, like he was cheering, he super was, excited. Pumping, arms, arms going, like he was, yeah. he was 100% never said into one it. Word. And that's, that to me is like, is like the learned skill, uh, some of the broadcasting innuendos that you talked about. TV was totally different. And, and there's, I know people want to hear the story of how I ended up on TV, and, and I will get to that. Again, I didn't tell the story because there's sensitive feelings involved, and I want to hurt anybody's feelings. But there's a reason why I went to TV and left to radio. I got pushed to TV by the Flyers, and it, I think it upset a lot of the apple cart, but TV was totally different. I mean, I was... It was like no man's land. Radio was so comforting. It was it was great. I felt like I was talking to the people. And then when you went to TV, you had a producer whose ego was bigger than the apartment complex. It was all about him. Uh, a lack of preparation down below for when people were in the arenas on the road games. It was a totally different experience. And you had to do a lot more in, in like handling yourself of what was going on. And that was that was difficult, totally difficult challenge. And you know what's funny? Uh, when, when I was doing radio and, and I knew like I knew a year in advance that I would be going to TV the next year. And, and I remember Timmy looked at me one day. He goes, you know, like, I know, you now. I've had you here. I know, you know, we had a lot of good radio calls over the years, like the Crosby ran. It's all for home radio. Right. Like this is there's an entertainment part of this, too. I hope people understand. But Timmy Saunders told me before he goes, Bundy, I'm going to tell you, you're going to fucking hate that TV. Like you're going to hate working there. You're going to hate the people that are around it. You're going to hate your job. You're not going to like the way that you're going to be presented into it. And he was totally right. He was completely right about it. Uh, it was a disaster. 
Uh, I wouldn't have wished it on anybody. And then when I got, when I ended up going there, all I did was get jerked around all the time. So it was, uh, you know, again, if you could stay in the radio gig and, and hold on to something like that for 20, 25 years, I would have gladly done that and never, ever went to TV in my life. Radio for me was where it was at. I was happy there. Uh, we used to get the fans to turn off TV a lot just to listen to radio. Um, but, it, you know, again, I don't know. And we'll talk about this guys down the road. But, it, you know, again, is that a dying uh, part of, of sports, you know, like marketing? Like people were asking, you could stream so much in your car now. And I really feel like radio listening, unless it's a big playoff game, uh, most people are tuning in in their cars, which there is a lot of people listening in their cars for games. So that's a little bit of my radio spiel, a little bit of history of it and broadcasting. But uh, I'm looking forward to bringing some heat on pregame for the Flyers and, and, and teeing up the games for the night for the fans. That's Which awesome. actually leads us to something that, that well, uh, Ant had we, to address. Uh, well, I was going to say, because Ant, what? I, I wanted to ask your opinion, your opinion, Russ, something Ooh. before we before you jump ahead. Oh. Because Bundy brought some, yeah, because you're you're Mr. You know, media in this. Like, you you pay attention to this stuff. Um, Bundy brings up, you know, what the future of sports broadcasting is going to be. And we all have a kind of a, a general idea, but I think that you're probably more in tune with it than, than anyone. I mean, I remember you were always the guy who was most, most interested in the ESPN deal, what that was going to mean, and this and that, and TNT and whatever else. But what's next? For sports broadcasting, I mean, with a lot of the RSNs and TV going away, and you know, terrestrial radio, you know, numbers are way down all across the board. Not, we're not just saying in Philadelphia; we're yeah. in, in every city in, in the country. Um, and again, like Bundy said, because people are are deciding to listen to stuff through their phones, listen to podcasts more than radio uh, talk show, radio talk shows. What is the future of sports broadcasting in your mind, Ross? Because I know you pay attention to this stuff. Well, you see, Ant. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I love being right. We know this. Um, I very much believe that in the next three years, most RSNs will go belly up and that you will see teams take their product to one of two places. Teams will either take their product in-house and they will offer streaming of their own games through their website. That could get a little bit complicated with the leagues and, and league deals. But what we've already seen with ESPN and their uh, offering for the NHL is that you can get out of market games and it's even more expansive than center ice was. So the NHL is kind of doing it that way. MLS has gone to Apple TV where every game in and out of market is available through Apple TV, um, which is great. Not everybody likes it because you don't have your home announcers like JP telecameras fantastic, uh, for the union. Um, I think that's where we're going to go. And I think the other thing that you'll see is, uh, if you don't go in-house or if it's not part of the league deal, I think what you'll end up seeing is a lot of these teams will look to go to a streaming service. If you're Comcast, right, and this is where I, I truly believe the Flyers will go here at some point. If I'm the Flyers, if I'm Comcast, if I'm Spectacor, if I'm, you know, Brian Roberts at Big Comcast, I look at this and I say, okay, if the, if the RSNs are going to go under, what's the value of having NBC Sports Philly? Like, what, what is the value that it brings to the table? They've killed most of the original programming. The Daily News Lives of the world that were once must-see TV at 5 o'clock, they killed that. They turned it to Philly Sports Talk, which I don't think is a thing anymore. Sports Rise and Sports uh, – what the hell was it at, at night? Was it Sports Night? Remember um, Breakfast those, on those, God? Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, funny thing is video guy Craig, who uh, who used to help us out with some stuff on, on this before we kind of transitioned away from where we were before – he actually was one of the people who worked on Breakfast on Broad. Um, and he had he had some stories about why that didn't work. Um, 
But like if you're Comcast and, and you look at it and you say, all right, what's what's the value of having the network? The answer is there, there really isn't. The only valuable product is the live sports. And like, yes, pre and post, there's value to. Um, but like, that's it. The rest of the programming is largely useless. So my assumption here is that at some point, these teams will take their product either in-house or they'll go to like a Peacock or they'll go to an Apple TV or they'll go to a, a Disney Plus. That's where this stuff is going to go. It's going to become fragmented. So yeah. if you're somebody who's used to having all of the games at your fingertips on your cable box, I hate to tell you, but that that will end. That'll probably end in the next five years, maybe sooner, hard to say. But like the days of you know having all these games available to you on your, your set-top box are, are going to be a thing of the past. Will it become harder as a consumer if the Phillies take their games to Peacock and the Flyers take their games to Peacock, but the Sixers take theirs to insert you know service here? Yeah, it will be harder. Um, I have lots of questions, though. I genuinely do because when you think about it, and you, you brought up radio, I, I don't listen. The only sport that I listen to on the radio is the Phillies because in the summer you're driving around, you're doing stuff with your family. If you're desperate and you can't be at home for the Eagles game, you put on WIP. I don't listen to the Sixers in the car. I really don't listen to the Flyers in the car. Um, and if I were going to, I'd probably try to listen to it through an app. I wouldn't listen to it over the radio because I think the audio quality is better on a streaming thing. So I don't know. Like I, I feel like there are so many things that you're going to see over the course of the next few years that are going to fundamentally change that like, I would... I would not be surprised if we get to a point where a bunch of teams stop making their games available on the radio and instead try to get better advertising revenue by having the game streamed on their own sites or their own platforms. That's what I think that's the first big thing you'll see. And then I expect that the actual offering of the games on TV will go to streaming services. That's that's where I'm at. That was a very long spiel, and I apologize to everyone who hates my voice. Yeah, I, I went on a little diatribe too, a little too long, but no, I get it. And there's, there's, and again, I think where guys were at, and Anthony, jump in here and let us know what you're thinking or hearing, because I think there's an ever-changing, every week type of changing market that we're entering in, and I think it's a lot of like whether they implement more AI into broadcasts, uh, you know, and, and stuff oh, like that. But I, not I, to I, interrupt you, did you see the the thing that Amazon has on the Thursday night football thing where they're using yeah. the um, the Amazon, uh, the AWS system, they they have this like secondary broadcast where it it circles every player, right? Like as if you're playing Madden, and it'll track, you know, the speed of each player on the screen. It'll track the distance it'll, traveled. It'll, it'll flash it'll, it'll, if the player's open. Yeah, if the receiver's it, open, it'll flash. So, so to that to that point, Bundy, like the NFL is already implementing it with Amazon. It's and that yeah. thing. So, that so crazy. that, but that anyway, kind continue. of stuff, yeah. No, no, and it's just an ever-changing market, and it, it looks like it is. You know, you talk about the RSNs going under and stuff, and that's going to be tough because uh, ideally, right, when you look at those networks now, they're only good for the live sports. Yep. And that's the bread and butter of anything. Um, but getting other programming in and around, it's tough. And that's why a lot of the like places like this, Know the Goalie, other information highways are becoming more viable options for people. And um, anyway um well here I, I can, I'm, I'm really happy though to be back guys like I, I, I at least teeing up the games talking hockey for the fans and the best part for me is i'm going to be on the concourse apparently um with the fans which i wanted i know jason i spoke to him but i want to be in there with the people and with the fans talking to them uh, having them come up and listen to pre uh pre-game beforehand and 
um, and go from there. So I'm excited, guys, and looking forward to it. You know, one one last thing here on the idea of like how this stuff changes before we get into a very important thing that Anthony has to address about Bundy. Um, like years ago, and I went back and I looked, and when we first started the show, there was another thing that we used to do. It was called the Press Row Show. Mm. Now, there are, there are a lot of people who listen to the show now or watch on YouTube who remember those days. And if not, um, all I can tell you is that was one of the things where we kind of looked at it back in 2018 and said, man, imagine if we did a show from Press Row where we did pregame and intermissions and postgame and we streamed it from Press Row. Imagine how funny that would be. And like, would the Flyers allow it? And they did. And then it was, uh, imagine if we like pulled people in on interviews and we did. And then it became, you know, how many people are really going to watch it? And the funny thing was back in 2018, 2019, and then I think 2020 before COVID hit, yeah, we would get thousands of people, not live, thousands of people after the fact across all platforms who would go back and watch our pregame or our intermission or our postgame. We go, man, imagine if like we had a way at the time, because we didn't, but imagine if at the way we, at that time, we had a way to amplify our signal. We could have paid for ads. We could have paid for Facebook ads and probably grown the thing. We weren't going to do that. But it was cool because back then we were ahead of the curve and we haven't done it since I think COVID. I think I we, we I think we trotted one out after COVID. I think it was yeah. the first game that we were all allowed back in the building the following season. We did yeah. it. And you and I have talked about this and Bundy doing his radio thing. Like you and I have talked about the potential of maybe, I don't know, possibly doing something with press row show in some form this year. We'll have to mm -hmm. see. I mean, there's, there are a lot of logistics that have to get worked out about it. We want it to be better than it was before if we're going to do it and, and it has to be worth it. And like, it's funny because we put out in the Twitter community, which by the way, you can find the link in the description of the episode. We put out um, a thing about, Hey, what announcement do you expect we're going to make? At some point. And there were a few people who said, tell me Press Row Show is coming back, which, Ant, again, to me is hilarious because we haven't done it in years. But there are still people who were that committed to it back then. So those people, I say, we hear you and maybe we can do something with it. But now we have to get to something that is arguably the most important thing. And that, of course, is that Bundy is leaving us. Um, he will not be part of the show going forward. At least that's what some people thought. Anthony's DMs. So Anthony, you see Bundy? Bundy looked like he was about to shit a brick. I don't know where you're going. I don't know where you going with this. So Ant, you you tweeted out that there were people who were in your DMs. Hey, hey, this man's taken. There were people who slid into your DMs and were like, "Is is Bundy leaving the show?" Can you address this for everybody, quick, Ant? Yeah, no, I did. I got several messages from from fans. You know, a lot of times, you know. I I allow people to, to uh, message me as long as you as long as you follow you know we're followers right you're your followers and then others you know it's just kind of like a pending request and I usually go in and read those as well um, and if there if I you know I want to reply I'll reply and I usually do to most guys uh, and ladies as well um, but I had several that came in after that announcement came out that said um, is Bundy leaving Snow the goalie because now he's going to be working. The radio show instead and you know they think that the thought was is that you know you can't you can if you're going to work the radio broadcast and you it would be comp competing with snow the goalie and i said no no this is he's our ride or die man like you know you want to try and take russ away go right ahead but i mean i can't take i can't lose bundy 
Like, come on, that ain't going to happen. And so, no, Bundy, uh, and that was it. And so I felt the need to put a tweet out because I had several. Like, if it would be different with like one person or two people asking, mm-hmm. I would just reply. But rather than answer it like six, seven times, I was just like, you know, I'm just going to put a tweet out and just say, no, uh, Bundy is not leaving Snow the goalie. Like, this is, we are doing our thing, uh, you know, going forward. Every Nothing is changing as far as what we are, as yeah. far as Snow the goalie. So, um, yeah, no, I'm, I was excited to put that out there and make sure that everybody knew that, you know, we knew um, all along. I mean, we've been hearing about all the, the stuff that's going on there for, for a while, but we knew right from the beginning that, you know, Bundy wasn't going anywhere. So it was never it was never a thought, right, Bundy? I mean, there was never a no. doubt that, that you were going to be part of this still. You know what? No, and it's like I said, guys, when I came on with you guys, I, you know, I mean, Anthony, you're my friend. Russ, I just met you. I was looking for a, ho- a platform to continue talking hockey and um, – and I've just enjoyed it so much, especially for the fans that want to listen and talk hockey. You know, and I think what's cool too, we don't always stick right in the on ice stuff. We kind of surra- yeah. go all around it a little bit. But I know this year we've talked about the team and you know really getting in, in, down to the um, the nitty gritty, if you want to use the word, to uh, to in the more player depth. You know, talking with more, uh, having more players, doing more insight on players, evaluation for myself, yourself, Anthony, where the team's at, where it's going, what needs to happen. And it continued. Those are our opinions, you know, maybe different somehow than the front office. But again, everybody's got opinions and we've been glad to share them. And I certainly been really, really happy to have come on with you guys a couple of years ago. It's been, uh, you know, uh, uh, things have changed me a lot in my life. And it was certainly an, an opportune time for me to to hop on and continue talking hockey. And it's been a real blessing to me. And I'm truly grateful for it. And I was never going anywhere. And I told the Flyers that, you know, like, hey, I love I love working with Snow the goalie. Uh, I helped build that over two years, even though I wasn't one of the pioneers. But it's been a good experience and, and a lot of fun. And I met a couple of great friends along the way. Uh, so that's always in life as important as anything to me, especially when you get to where I'm at in life. Uh, it's always good to have good people you can rely on and good friends. And and certainly the people that uh, knew my character with the Flyers uh, were, were um, gave me an opportunity to, to come back and, and shine a little bit again, too. So a lot has changed in three or four years and job wise and everything. But I still have lots of time to talk hockey. Uh, and, and hopefully, um, you know, continue having our, our fans listen to us and, and understand uh, that uh, we care deeply for the team and the organization. And, and um, this is how we show it by discussing it weekly. And uh, it's a pretty cool thing. It really is. That's and I, awesome. get the, I get the F-bomb once a week, too. I remember when I first started, I'm like, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. I'm like, yeah, afterwards and it flies. So just let it fly. We talk like normal people <laughs> on here. There's no agenda. That's we have right. fun and, and we do. We love our fans, and that's one thing we do. We try to make you guys smile, laugh uh, every single week. Yeah, that's great. I think it's like if uh, if we well, go ahead, Ant. No, no, I was going to go on a separate tangent. But go ahead. Right, I'll let you say what you're going to say first, and then no, I'll go just, on my little. Separate I was just going to say really quick. You know, it, the the one nice thing is we go back, and I think if we think about where this was, and we missed this, and I feel really bad about it because I wanted to to wanted to do something kind of nice uh, on this show, but. We missed the two-year anniversary of Bundy joining the show. It was earlier yeah. in September. And by the time I realized that we had passed it, I felt really bad. And then I forgot the next week. So let me just acknowledge that in the five years that we've done the show, five, five years that we've done the show? Four, um, five and a half. Five and a half years that we've done the show. Bundy yeah. came on two years ago. Bundy's been a great, a great team player on this show. Um, we've enjoyed having Bundy as, as we deemed it at the time, the third man. And um, I think that there is a real, and I want to make sure, I want to make sure that nobody goes and takes this and like goes whining to other people, okay? 
I think that there's something to be said for loyalty, and I think that there's something to be said for making sure that everybody who's part of what you're doing is taken care of. And this comes back to a conversation that we had a couple weeks ago where we talked about different offers that had been made to this show, about buying the show, about partnering with the show. And the one thing that we stayed resolute on that we would not move off of was everybody has to be taken care of in order for anything that we would do to make sense. And if that were not the case, we would not move forward. And so we did that on our end because as the founding two people of the show, we're usually the ones who kind of do a lot of the negotiating on these things. Uh, we made sure that Bundy had to be involved in whatever we were going to do. And if that couldn't work out, then it wouldn't happen. And Bundy showed us that loyalty in that he could have very easily have said, you know, guys, it's been fun. Thanks for two fun years. Fuck off, you know? Or, you know, just said like, hey, you know, we're, I, I, I'm going to get to go back in. Made made good with the team after, you know, no, 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 Russ, know. you're right. What? I'll yeah. see you later. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but, but Bundy could have left. He, he, he very easily could have said, Hey, they made me a really good offer, and part of that is that I can't do the show anymore. And I think the one thing that I, I said to Bundy the entire summer as things were going back and forth is if something is going to come up for you, I care more that you're taken care of and whatever you go off and do than worry about us. But he showed us loyalty and making sure that whatever he worked out with the team was also going to allow him to continue to do this with us. And so I wanted to say on the show how grateful I am to him for yeah. showing that loyalty. And, uh, and and it's not just to us, even though we're delightful, but it's also showing loyalty to this fan base and to this listenership and the people who watch the show every week that he remained here. So I wanted to acknowledge that. And that's about as nice as yeah. I can be. I appreciate you know, so. it. And I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. Like I said, we're gonna have a great year. We're gonna have fun like we always do. Keep it honest, keep it real. Uh, yeah. Just be three good, three good guys talking hockey, especially about our favorite Philadelphia Flyers. And there's a lot of That's good right. things to talk about this year. There's going to be some shitty nights too, where we're going to hammer the team because we're going to have to. Um, yeah. But that will only come with a lack of competitiveness. And now right. that we're actually talking about competitiveness, guys, kind of if we want to talk a little hockey right now, two different games this week, right, Anthony? Yeah. One where there was not a lot of competitiveness and they lost, and then there was a lot of competitiveness and they lost, but it was a far better result. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, so they get they Monday they played the Devils up in New Jersey, up in uh, Newark. Um, lost six to nothing, and it was they were down four to nothing. I think five minutes, six minutes in the game, it was like unbelievable. Like you, you even try to turn it on, it would have been like, oh, that's over. Okay. Um, so yeah, they were they were just completely wiped off the the ice the ice in that game and never looked good in it. Um, and then they played the Islanders last night, lost two to one. Um, much better game, and it and why I say it's a much better game. I mean, they outshot the Islanders thirty to nineteen, um, and secondarily, the Islanders had, you know, pretty close to a regular lineup. I mean, as teams often do when they play preseason games in their home building, they try to put a lot more of the regulars in so that the fans can see the the regulars. I mean, that's kind of the the concept. And when you go on the road, you don't usually bring as many of the regular guys with you. You're required. There's a league requirement. I think it requires you to to have something like eight players who've played a certain number of games. I forget what the exact rule is, but you have to have so many veteran players play. Um, 
so you have to have some. And yeah, they had Lawton there last night, and then they had Noah Cates, and the fourth line guys were there. You know, Delorier and uh, Ryan Paling and uh, Garnet Hathaway. So they had some some NHL veteran players. They had a lot of young guys up there, and you know, with those young players in the lineup, they outshot the Islanders and and were in the game the whole time. I mean, yeah, you know, the two goals were two fluky type goals, and that they gave up and played a pretty solid game overall. So I think you have to be happy with that performance. I think there's some things to take out of it. There's some concerns, I think, for certain players. Um, I don't think any any borderline guys like jumped out and said, oh my, take a look at them. They're gonna they have a shot to jump into this lineup or to make this roster. But I do think when you look at it from a like Bundy said, from a competitive standpoint, just in general, they played a much more competitive game than they played Monday in New Jersey. And so that's that's certainly a positive. The negative is is it took until two minutes remained in the second game to score a freaking goal. I mean, you didn't score at all against the Devils, and then you didn't score in the first 57 and a half minutes of the game against the Islanders. That's that's concerning, you know, that you don't have any offense being generated. Um, and the goal comes from basically your fourth-line guy. Ryan Paling score, scores the goal. That's that's going to be something that's going to hinder this team, I think, Bundy, a little bit this year. Is I think much like last year, they're they're going to struggle to put the puck in the net. Yeah, that's where the you know that's where the high end talent comes in down the road, right? And they and they know. I mean, like like Danny said, they're rebuilding. And I, one thing we talked about last a couple weeks ago is Danny said, you know, a lot of the players. It'll be up to the players to see how far this team goes this year. And that's really just an adage for saying we work hard. You just never know. And they'll be close. Like even last year, guys, they know they were out of it a little bit. It wasn't like they were 25 points out of it, you know, at the end. So, uh, but it's going to be an interesting year. And I think right now, like the two things you look at for deficits for me are, again, how does the defense come along through training camp and early in the year? And what is goal scoring going to look like? You know, how healthy are, are the guys up front that are supposed to put the puck in the net? Do we have TK have a repeat year? Uh, does Farabee step it up again? Those are guys, you know, I expect TK to continue scoring. Farabee needs to get get going. And then if you could add the uh, Atkinson and Katuri as well, chipping in like they were, you know, you could have an interesting scenario. But there's a lot of what-ifs right now, and only time will be able to answer the what-ifs. Yeah. Um, I, 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 the, you mentioned, you know, with defense. You mentioned that first. It's probably just kind of, you know, it's like ingrained in you to talk about defense first, being a former defenseman. Um, but nevertheless, you know, defense has been kind of an interesting thing so far to me. And you, know, you you've been, I think that they've been given some of these younger defensemen a chance to play in these games to see if they can, you know, stick out and, and, and say, Hey, maybe they could, maybe this guy can be the seventh defenseman or, you know, maybe he can crack the lineup and be a top six guy. And a lot of people talked, you know, early in camp about Emil Andre um, looked really good in rookie camp, looked really good in the, some, in the rookie game, you know, very smooth skater um, moves the puck. Well, there's been a lot of way early comparisons to chemo teaming in with him, right. Of, of, of the kind of player that he could become that that's that style of game. I think he's looked little lost in the first two games um, of the preseason. And, it, it it doesn't surprise me as a young player who played in Sweden um, to come over to North America and suddenly have bad angles, right, Bundy? I mean that there's a big difference between playing on those bigger sheets and and playing on the at North American rink. And <clears throat> excuse me, I think that uh, that <clears throat> Andre's probably going to need a little time 
in the AHL, just to kind of get used to it. I don't think that there's a doubt that he's an NHL caliber defenseman. I just don't think he's coming in here and, and blowing anybody's doors off and, and winning a job to start the season. So I think first and foremost, he's a guy that's going to end up in the AHL. You could be excited about him for down the road, but he's not making the team. Um, of of the defenseman who played last night, and boy, they had what a what a group they had last night. Never, none of the expected starting six are, were in the lineup last night. Well, here, um, let's let's go over them really quick. There was uh, Adderd. Is it Meat or Met- Meddy? Uh, Victor uh, Mate. Yeah. Karashik, Andre, mm-hmm. Bill Petio, Ginning. Yep. That, that was your six that was defense. that was that was your defensive core. Yeah, that was your six pregame in so you basic pregame you basic, pregame number two. Yeah, you basically had the Phantoms defense. Yeah. To play play that game. And they limited them to 19 shots. So I mean, like you could sit mm-hmm. there and say on one hand, um, hey, they played a pretty good game. But on the other hand, they didn't really do anything that stood out, right? I thought Ronnie Ronnie Adderd probably had a decent game. You look at him and say, Okay, there's a guy that maybe he's your eighth or ninth defenseman this season. You know, if somebody gets hurt, you got to call somebody up. Okay, whatever. Um, so, like, there's something to like there. There's something to like with Andre down the road. I think Ginning is – I think he's just a guy. Well, I mean, let's just be honest. I don't think that there's much there. Um, and the other guys are not – I mean, Matei's got some NHL experience, right? But he's played over, like, over 100 games in the NHL, I'm pretty certain. Matei? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, think I, think so. I think he's played over 100. A um, guy. He had nine. You know, he's a, yeah. a little mover, but – yeah, there's an there's an interesting name that like that wasn't in the lineup, and I don't know, and like it feels like the last few years when camp has come around, I'm, I'm gonna write the guy off. I'm not trying to say that he's not an NHL player and that he doesn't have the chance down the line, but like when we entered camp, the the two names that people brought up the most, it wasn't Cam York, it was could Andre make the team, and it was is this the year for Zamula to finally yeah. crack the lineup. And the thing that has hindered Zamula for at least two years is the notion that he doesn't have enough on his frame yet, that he still isn't at the size an NHL defenseman needs to be. Like he has to, has to add meat to his bones in order for him to be a legitimate potential NHL defenseman. As of right now, has Zamula done anything in camp uh, to warrant a serious look? As things stand now through two preseason games, obviously he did not play in the game last night. Where where does Zamula fall right now uh, from from what you're hearing and what you're seeing? Um, I don't think Zamula is in the organization come two weeks when the season starts. The, not the team. You're not saying the Flyers. Oh, no, I don't think he's in the organization. And, and here's, the organization. The, here's the reason. Wow. Yeah, and here's the reason why. I think that there are there are things that you look about his game and you go, yeah, that could play at the NHL level. I could see that at the NHL level, but I don't think he's done enough to to deserve a spot on this NHL roster. And he has to make the NHL roster, mm-hmm. or else he's got to go through waivers. Yeah. And I think a player of of his where he's at in his development is interesting to other teams who might say, "Yeah, we'll take a shot on him. We'll take a chance. We'll claim him off off of the waiver wire and and give him a chance to play a little bit and see if he can." On a lot of the ways, not that it was a waiver move, but a lot of ways like, you know, 
they were Nashville was willing to take a chance on Philip Myers, right? I mean, same kind of same kind of player, right? Um, uh, so I think that there's the Flyers are going to have to put him on the waiver wire because they're not. I don't think he's going to make make the team. And if they put him on the waiver wire, I don't think he makes it. And I thought it was interesting that he was not in the lineup last night because I think what you saw, like I said, what you saw last night to me are the six defensemen that they want to have on the fan play regularly with the Phantoms. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think that that's what it'll be. Um, yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think Yeager's mule is long for the flyers. That's pretty bold. We'll see it. We'll see how it plays out. Perhaps he'll be right. Perhaps he'll be wrong. We'll see. <laughs> and I'll tell you yeah, another yeah. guy. One guy last night, right? Ahead, was another, well, no, you tell it because you, you said one guy last night was an interesting yeah, you know, lineup I, situation, right? A guy who played last night, yeah, who I also think kind of fits that same mold of is there's no room for him, is Wade Allison. I mean, Wade Allison, who a lot of people thought was going to be a you know potential third-line winger with maybe the upside to reach the second line. He's in that lineup last night with a bunch of AHL players and played the second fewest minutes of anyone in the game ahead of only Zade Wisdom. He played just 11 minutes. He killed some penalties, but just took like, you know, the regular third, fourth round, fourth line shift. Didn't play on the power play, which is like, why is he not playing power play? So Bundy on that one, I, I wonder if that's like is the message to him from the organization, like your time's running out, buddy. You better fix it here in the next two weeks, or else you're you're going to be going somewhere else as well. Yeah, that's that's what I think that is because, um, uh, yeah, I mean they're they're giving him almost like yeah that's the del- that almost feels deliberate, and it, that's a message a coach can use, a good way to do it because you get next day say well listen you know this is where it is, and we're talking about it. And you play a very, very small amount of minutes at a preseason game. And, you know, you've been talked about as somebody that's supposed to be, you know, not a difference maker, but somebody to stick with the team. Um, it certainly, sh- you know, shakes things up. So that that might be that might be one of those things where you say, hey, listen, you're right. Like, Anthony, I'm looking at it more like, hey, you've got a little bit of time here to get yourself right here or get to the level that we expect of you or we'll have to move on. But um, that's what I think. That, I think they're hoping that that motivates him. I, that's my sense rather than, you're not playing because we don't want you here. I think it's it's kind of let's try to wake this guy up. I mean, if we if we just if we're honest here, if we take a look, um, he played sixteen. Yeah, he he had sixteen shifts last night. He took no shifts on the power play. He had no shifts on the PK. I thought he did and have what, a penalty. I thought he did play on the penalty kill. Oh, not that I see on at no. least natural natural stat trick does not say that he did. Okay, doesn't mean that he didn't. But yeah, I think he, uh, I think he, I think he now, may have. You know, he this right. so natural stat trick at least says that twelve of his shifts came at five on five. Um, but he played the, all of. But yeah, I don't know. There, there's, there's a discrepancy somewhere because this also says even strength. He played twelve. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's a discrepancy there. Anyway, when you look at what this forward group was last night. And you look at what I think was expected entering this year. Like you, you think about the opportunities that should be presented to these guys, right? There aren't that many top end talents on the roster. In fact, one of the 
better forwards, one of the guys that you expected to be a goal scorer, isn't healthy again in Cam Atkinson. He's out of the lineup. That should create yet another potential hole to fill if you're a young player. And when you look at this forward group, I mean, no offense, this is not a bunch of world beaters, right? So when you actually take a moment and you look at that forward group, all right, Scott Lawton. We know Scott Lawton's going to play a, a legitimate role on the team. Tanner Luzinski's a guy who's been around. Will he play a role? Will he be a back-and-forth guy? Possible. Um, and outside of that, I mean, you have Noah Cates. People are, you know, people like Noah Cates. Delorier is going to have a spot on this roster. Garnet Hathaway was a signing, so he's going to get a look. Outside of that, the rest of this lineup, I mean, if we're honest, is mostly yeah. wide open. So a guy like Wade Allison should be somebody like, listen, if Noah Cates, who kind of, I don't, I don't want to say came out of nowhere last year, but definitely impressed people, I think, more last year than, than was expected. If he's able to carve out some time and he's able to get, I think he had the most minutes or second most minutes overall of any forward on the team. Uh, yeah, he played the most minutes of any forward. He's found a niche. He's found a way to contribute to the team. If you're Wade Allison and things had been expected of you and people thought that you could be part of this thing going forward and you look at what this team is now and what it should be for the next two or three years in a rebuild, this is your perfect moment to contribute to the team and to carve out a spot and to impress your coach. And like you look at this breakdown, you look at the limited shifts and you look at the limited ice time and the inability to crack a power play unit. You have to sit back and as a player think like, shit, what did I do something wrong and how do I fix it? And if you don't, and there is limited time available here to make your case to John Tortorella, to make your case to this organization, like I, I will admit, I am a little bit surprised that Allison hasn't had more of an impact. And it does make you start to wonder, does the guy have an NHL future? Or at least does he have an NHL future with his team? And if we're being honest, from the end of last year through the offseason and into the preseason, I think all three of us expected something of him. This yeah. ain't it. And this, maybe more than any other player on the team right now, I think that the fall off or the lack of production or the lack of impact by Wade Allison maybe is the most disappointing non-injury related development to happen with this team now two games into the preseason. Yeah, and that's that's not a that's that's a fair way of putting it. That's not that's not overstating it because you mentioned Atkinson. You know, he's been out for a couple of days. It's not the same injury. It's not related. It's lower. This is a lower body thing that's kept him out. Um, so I know people are going to panic that oh my god, you know, he's hurt again. The same thing. It's not. It's not related. It's a different thing. Um, but you know, when you look at the right wings on this team, that's where they are strongest. That's like the where there's the most depth on this team and even if wade allison you thought of him as your 13th forward right as the fifth right wing a guy who could come into the lineup if somebody gets hurt you know you get a you get into the lineup and you only play 11 minutes and you don't get a chance to really play power play opportunity or anything like that like yeah i think that that's a, i think bundy's right i think it's a message that it's got to get done you got you got to turn it on here and and get going in the right direction again, or else you're another guy who might end up on another team in within the next two weeks. 
Yeah, or you just start going up and down with your minor league team. That's what you devolve into, right? Like yeah. You just yeah. say, oh, okay, oh, he's good here. He's a good fill-in. He's not an everyday player, but, oh, you know, we'll help end up playing 15 or 18 games because we've had injuries through the year. And that's what you don't want. You want to be a guy yeah. who establishes himself as a, a regular, everyday uh, player. There's no reason that I see Wade Allison. There's no reason he shouldn't be a good player. Like, I mean, at yeah. least a, an effective player. When I look at the league, there's a lot of bad players. There really is. There's just too many jobs for this high-level NHL that you're just not going to get high quality players all the way through your lineup. You're not. And that's why I yeah. think a guy with that kind of size and, and, and the opportunity on the right wing could be a difference maker. He may, I hope this is a message and he does grab the bull by the horns a little bit more. You think there's too many jobs now? Just wait until the NHL expands into Atlanta again, which you know, I'm, I'll tell really you what, Russ, doing again. you know what? Don't you go after Atlanta right now. Don't you do it. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. It's a great, uh, it's a great town in the original Chick-fil-A's right downtown. So oh, if there's no way. For the NHL to make sure they go back to that fucking town, it's the Chick-fil-A on the downtown street. They there closed right. the Chick-fil-A by me, by the way. What? The place, I swear to God. <laughs> I've never I can't heard of believe a Chick-fil-A. It. I cannot I'm sorry, believe what? it. It's a, I've never heard it was, that before. The line was always packed there. Yeah. The, the cars going through. It was, the line was packed. And also I drove by the other day and it's gone. I'm like, what happened? They tore it down. Like they they took the building. Well, no, the down? building is still there, but all the signage is gone. Everything's gone. It's empty. The one in Marlton, they're actually building no. another site to it because the traffic off of seventy three backs up going into the parking lot. They're they're doing that in Limerick. So my yes. my closest one is in Limerick. They just sent out like a I saw on like one of the local groups. There's like a comprehensive plan. They're adding a second full drive through and like some other kind of thing because the the traffic getting in and out it doesn't like take you onto a main road. You have to kind of weave in and out, but uh, apparently the traffic like backing out into all this other stuff, they they're doing this massive expansion, and that's shocking. I wonder if there's plans to build another one in the uh, well, area, that's and maybe that's that's, what, that's what I'm looking to see. I'm seeing if there's. We are not sponsored by Chick Fil A, but if you are listening and you own a local franchise of Chick Fil A and you want to advertise here on Snow the Goalie the Only Flyers podcast, yeah, I want to see if there's an update on SnowGoalieGmail.com. Um, hey guys, while we're doing Atlanta this, by the way, because we're, point, we're t- guys, can we finish, Ross. Hold on. Oh, okay. Atlanta should not have a team again. If you've been there twice, you should not go back to that town. I know there's yeah. a billion dollars coming to the league for it. I've been there many times. It's not a hockey town. They're going to tell you, keep telling you it is. It's not. Yeah. It would be what the third time that they've tried to expand. Three, three times. That's like talk about having fortitude sticking with it. <laughs> Um, hey, you know what? People want to stick with stuff. People want to support things. And we are all about supporting good things here at Snow the Goalie, the Only Flyers podcast, as we've established many times over now. And one thing that you can support now is if you head over to shop.snowthegoalie.com. That's right, shop.snowthegoalie.com. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. We have a lot of stuff coming to the store. Some new things are available on the store. Namely, we've added drinkware. We have a Snow the Goalie Crest shaker pint glass. We have the Snow the Goalie Crest travel mug with a handle. Who doesn't love a handle? Uh, Down here, we've got the logo on a pint glass. We also have, this is the Camelback. And I don't know if you're much of a Camelback guy, but, uh, you know, got the Camelback. I was going to say something really inappropriate, and I held myself back. Good job, Russ. Um, Yeah. So uh, we got the Camelback. Oh, yeah. And then there's also, I believe, somewhere on here, there's the tumbler. Yes, the tumbler, and we have the stainless steel water bottle. So all those things 
are available over on the Snow the Goalie store, shop.snowthegoalie.com. We've had orders coming in a lot in the past week, which I'm thrilled about, as always. Uh, but you can look. They're all sortable by the different logos. Uh, we've got the polo shirts. A lot of people have been ordering crest-related uh, hoodies. A lot of people. We've gotten some Mishkov Mania hats going. People still buying that Bundy Butte shirt. I mean, listen, if you're going to go to a Flyers game this year, right, and and you can have this <laughs> rocking across your torso, how do you not get that? So get the Bundy Butte shirt. Uh, as I mentioned before, we have more things coming to the store. We're finishing up a few designs. I think they're going to be very exciting. I think you guys are going to like them. Some of them are things that people have been asking for a while for. Some are designs that no one's asked for, but we think people are going to buy. So head over to shop.snowthegoalie.com. Again, shop.snowthegoalie.com. Just on the update on the Chick-fil-A for Springfield, uh, apparently they are remodeling it. They're going to take the building and make it probably make it bigger. And they're doing that here too. That's what's, that's, yeah, that's what's going on. Yeah. I looked it up on Facebook because that's where you find everything that's, you know, you need to know about your local town. Um, I wanted to do that. Hey, by the way, I wanted to bring this up. Um, and just uh, there was one more thing I want to get into with the Flyers specifically. But mm-hmm. have you any of you guys have you guys checked out the new NHL app? I heard it's awful. Someone said it's that. The, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It is so bad. It does not work. It the, Everything about it is terrible. They try to make it a sleek new look, which is all well and good. But the actual um, user interface of it is terrible. The NHL could not have messed up more than what they did with their app. And it's for every team. So if you're a fan of any team, it shows up on your phone, um, you know, with the team logo, uh, you know, you know, on your uh, on your homepage or wherever you have it. But when you go in, you have to start with like the NHL, like the league stories. You don't go right to the team that you're that you follow or the team that you know your favorite team or whatever it is. You then have to jump to your team, and then like trying to go through the schedule there is impossible. Going to find the results of the games impossible. They've made it so it's almost like they said, you know what. Go somewhere else to get your hockey information. Don't come to us. We don't have anything for you. That's basically what they did with this thing. It was, I don't know who approved this redesign, but that person needs to be sent out and bring new people back in to say, what the hell did you, there was nothing wrong with what you had before. Go back, go back and fix it. This is as bad as it gets. I swear to you. And if anyone wants to tell me why it's good, I'm happy to take it. Send me a, send me a message on, on Twitter or, or, you know, next time we have a live recording, you want to do it on here, come in here and tell me I'm wrong. Fine. Explain it to me. But I'm telling you, I've played with this thing now for a few a few days. It's the worst. It's so bad. And if there's something you're good at, it's playing with things. Um, I just wanted to say, so the NHL app sucks, unless they want to sponsor Snow the Goalie, in which case, it's a great <laughs> app. Um, no, I, I don't think I have any leagues app. That doesn't strike me as like an app that I would want to download. Unless well, of course right. they, unless of course they like made Snow the goalie available or something. No, but I mean it's easiest to go in there rather than go through like an ESPN or whatever to try and get yeah. to the, you know, and you gotta you gotta like navigate your way to the to scores and see what's going on. You just go into the app and it's right there. Mm-hmm. Except it's not. It's not right there anymore. Like you have to meander your way through to get to what you need to get to. It's like, what the hell, man? Like I don't know what they were thinking. Like why would they change it? 
Why would they change it? Baseball did the same thing, although baseball is is a little. I mean, it's one extra step. That that sucks, but otherwise, it's still pretty much the same as it used to be. Um, but man, the NHL screwed screwed up big time with this. This app is terrible. So there's one last thing I wanted to get to, and Bundy, this is something that I had actually sent over to you um, a few days ago. So there was a, a, a listener who DM'd me and uh, gave a tip about a player. I don't think it matters if we say the name of the player, right? That the player wasn't at the preseason game? I don't think it matters. Does it matter? Should we say no, it? I mean, it, but that, no, I mean, but Bundy okay. explained, explained so, it to them. Yeah. So there was, there was somebody who gave us a tip that, hey, this, uh, you know, important player for the Philadelphia Flyers, somebody who's like pretty critical to their potential success this year, um, wasn't at the preseason game. I think it was the first preseason game. Um, and that they were having dinner at like some other, having dinner at a restaurant during the game. They weren't there with their teammates and thought that that was an interesting note. And uh, I sent that over to you guys. And I said, Bundy, like, is this a big deal? Because obviously not everybody who's going to be on the NHL club this year is going to play. Uh, should we have expected, I guess, every player to travel with the team? You know, is this a violation? Is this something that people would be upset about or would have the right to be upset about if it were public? And you gave, uh, you know, some some pretty good insight there. I feel like it's, it's probably fair to people who might, you know, otherwise react to this well, negatively. I'll just lay it out there. I mean, somebody, somebody in inbox DM'd you because there's people out there, I think, in the world that just like to stir shit up for no good reason without really knowing. I mean, anytime you send a message, you go, hey, Russ, um, there's a guy in the city that uh, is a flyer player eating dinner and there's a preseason game going on right now. All right. Mm -hmm. That's like you're trying to get someone to crap for no good reason. So I'm just going to tell you what the deal with that is. <clears throat> if you are preseason games, so if that was a regular NHL game, that player would be on hand at the building, home or away. Preseason, it's only the 20 guys that play the game that night. It's not considered a full team event. Uh, there's preseason games. Guys don't even go to them if you're not in the lineup. That's what it is. You know, if it's 20 guys, you're going to do nothing over there except watch hockey and just get in somebody's way in the locker room. So the player that was out eating dinner was not in the lineup that night, had every right to go out and eat dinner and not worry about trying to stream a game. Uh, first of all, the team in preseason only drive the bus the day of the game to go to these road games. So the devil's bus would have left maybe like three 30 or something like that. Three o'clock, get up there by four 30, get ready to play. The players not in the game would not have traveled with the team. So that night uh, the player would have had been responsible for his own dinner. And if he wanted to go out to any great Philadelphia establishment uh, to dine, um, he was more than allowed to do so. Um, mm -hmm. As long as he was in a safe section of town where things weren't getting ripped out of the front department stores. And apparently that player was not at that location. So I'm going to get that out there. But no, to make Hopefully point, he wasn't trying to buy an just, iPhone 15 Pro. <laughs> it, it, there was a few of them on the streets the other day that uh, uh, were at a very, very good discount. But they, the, the phones were liberated from the Apple store. <laughs> Right? Is that is that fair to say? It's like the toys yes. being liberated from Andy's playroom in a type in a Toy Story, right? To answer that, uh, the player did nothing wrong. He's allowed to go eat yeah. dinner, uh, and he's not playing. And when he, when the game in preseason, he's not part of. No, no problem at all. Okay. The last I thing I wanted that, to. That's good stuff. Go yeah, ahead. Oh, yeah, no, that was good. No, the last, last thing, thing I wanted to get. No, no, it's not one last thing. This is wrong, wrong podcast. Um, this is uh, the one thing I wanted to get to that 
we didn't talk about that was related to the first two preseason games that the Flyers played were uh, the, the the goalies, um, uh, which is being discussed as like this backup goalie battle. It's with the the writers are are kind of working on you know they're all kind of writing the same story, um, kind of a three man race uh, between uh, Samuel Erson, Felix Sandstrom, and Cal Peterson. Um, I don't think there's a discussion here and maybe I will be completely wrong on this. Maybe in the end, something else will happen. Okay. But I don't see how any way in the world, Sam Erson is not the backup goalie for the flyers this season. And I say it for this reason. First of all, if you, Cal Peterson started the game against the Devils and was a mess. He's got a $5 million contract that the Flyers were willing to take on in that trade with the Kings, okay? You can put that contract on the waiver wire, and no one's going to claim it. So Cal Peterson can go down and play for the Phantoms, all right? Which is probably where he needs to go if he wants to resurrect his career after a couple of years ago, really kind of looking like the heir apparent to Jonathan Quick in L.A. and quickly falling off the edge of the table and never getting back up on top of it, okay? So I think that that's, that's a gimme. And while Urson can be sent down, he's still you know, um, waiver exempt. He can go back to the Phantoms. Do you really want to carry, is it really Felix Sandstrom's job again? after you saw what Urson can do last year like to me and we know we've heard it so many times from the people we talk to how much this organization likes Urson how much Tortorella specifically likes him and that they really believe that there's a number one NHL goalie there why send him back down and just have Felix Sandstrom backing up Carter Hart like why what's the point yeah, I, I think Felix Sandstrom's a guy who uh, he wouldn't get through the waiver wire. I think that, but I think you have enough depth. They just signed um, uh, Jarnison, the, the the kid that they drafted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Carson Bjar- Jarnison um, to his ELC last week. Yep, they have other prospect, other prospects in the system. Kolosov. So you could, so you could call us off specifically. So you could see Fantastic. how things are lining up where does Felix Sandstrom fit like he doesn't so like if you lose him now in on the waiver wire it's not as much it's not as detrimental as if you would have lost him yet last year or the year before where they figured out ways to kind of keep him around right so I think that I think this year he's more expendable because of what you have behind him um I don't know I don't think this is a battle at all I, I, the fact that everybody's focusing on it to me it's like I I think this is an automatic it's Sam Erson. There's a secret reason that people are interested. Well, well we know why get, people are well, interested. There, there are actually two things. So, one, this feels like what happened to Alex Lyon, I think, where you said there's just organizational depth. There are other guys that this team would rather get a look at. Uh, and he just he, pro- he probably just doesn't make sense to remain on the team. Uh, I think all of us hope that these guys, as they're like trying to find their way to the NHL and have a career. We wish them the best. Sandstrom doesn't have a place here. Um, the only way that he would have a place here is if something happens with Carter Hart, whether it's 
a trade or whether it's Hockey Canada, whatever it is, right? So that's his only path. And as we've said now, for the better part of 10 straight weeks, Hockey Canada, what's up with that? I don't um, even want to hear about it anymore. We I still, really you know, like until there's resolution there, it's like th- this is where I do feel bad for a guy like Sandstrom because he actually could be the backup at the NHL level, potentially, if, if you really wanted to, if Hart weren't here. But assuming Carter Hart is here, Sandstrom has no place. And they are going to eventually want to get other guys a look in the A, playing for the Phantoms. I think they know what they have, or they think they know what they have in Sandstrom. And it's it's not an NHL starter, and it probably isn't much of an NHL backup. And so... Um, you know, the thing, the, the, the quote unquote secret reason that everybody's interested in the backup goalie thing is because of, once again, Carter Hart and the uncertainty that surrounds him. Because what you want to see if you're a fan is can Sam, can, can Erson, 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 um, can he play significant minutes? Can he establish himself in some sort of a rhythm? And like, can he prove to be a reliable goalie if the team were to move on from, Carter Hart as they look at a three-ish year rebuild. That's really, I think, why people are trying to build. Plus, the goalie thing, the goalie battle, is like the training camp battle for quarterbacks in teams where there isn't an established franchise quarterback. It's always like the next thing up, right? So, like, that's all this is. And I think that between having the support of the organization, having the support of Torts, like, I I just, I don't see a a scenario where where Urson isn't one, the backup, or two, potentially the starter. Even if Carter Hart's healthy, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw not a 50-50 split, not a 60-40, but I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like a 65-35 split in time. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw more of him this year because Tortorella seemed much more effusive in praise to the media last season about him than Hart. So we'll see. I agree. I agree. Anything Bundy, you kind of get the, kind of feel the same way. I mean, I mean, we're not. Th- I'm not just spitballing that. I mean, it seems yeah, like. Well, yeah, and I think the other thing too, and this is not a shot at Carter or anything, but I think what'll happen is when you get in a situation with teams, I think the Flyers will be less apprehensive to give another guy more starts. There's always, I think, a frame in a guy a goaltender's career where they just want to make sure. If you think that's a guy. We're going to give him the bulk load of the games. That's our guy, ride or die, no matter what. I have a feeling there might be more of a little bit of a willingness now this year to perhaps close that gap. If it's six, like 70 30, maybe it is 60 40. Maybe, maybe there won't be that, that fear to do that. And a lot of that would be, again, will be dictated by the team and the tempo of how this team looks early. You know, you're, you're going to find out in the first 20 games where they are, who they are, and that will pretty much be who they will be the rest of the year. Uh, that's kind of the whole league, right? By the American Thanksgiving, in a lot of ways, you stay in the same pattern that you started with, generally speaking. Yeah, it's not a rule or written in, in, in stone. Um, but the, the start will determine a lot. And, and if, the, if there's a, a spot like around Christmas where somebody's really established that net, maybe they'll ride them more if they're close to the playoffs or if they're up in the top eight. Um Again, like Danny said, I liked it. And I know I talked to Anthony off the phone about it last week, but, you know, saying the guys, it's up to the players. They have some some limitations, but that doesn't mean that they can't take a step this year. And that's what I'm looking for this team to see. Uh, from goaltending to the young defense, you know, I want to see if Cam York can play. I want, I'll know. I'll know by watching him what 
he's, you know, adjustments he's made this summer or what he's seen last year to, to this year. But goaltending, I have just have a feeling that just the way it's been presented that there might be more opportunity to see a backup goalie play more behind Carter this year because I think Ursan last year in a lot of ways played very well. And I think teams were saying, hey, if this is a sample size, it's been a pretty darn good sample size. Mm-hmm. And Torts didn't have a problem playing him. And I, and I think that a little bit will go that way too. I, I'm with you, Anthony. I think it's it's Carter and Ursan, and, uh, and I, I don't really think it's up for debate. I think that's what it's going to be. We have they do have a real, um, uh, you know, kind of a line now, like a, a line of goaltenders uh, in in the system, and uh, obviously that's a, a a point of importance to the brass to to have a different options perhaps or different development options for your goaltender. I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah, there, there's one other element to this, by the way, that we really haven't talked much about, and I'm sure that we will over the next few weeks. But like Carter Hart is going to be up for a new deal. And if you're in this rebuild and you're looking at the window, if you're not convinced that he's going to be a top five goalie, right? But you have all these guys in the pipeline and you say, all right, we think that of the five or six different guys we think we have here, at least one of them is going to prove to be a good starter or hopefully an elite starter. And you're going to be able to have him in here in that two to two to three years from now. As the number one netminder, that allows you to fill out your lineup differently. It allows you to kind of punt a little bit while also getting assets potentially for the guy that I think there are other teams in this league who would consider a top 10, top 15 uh, goalie in the league in Carter Hart. And so, like, you maybe get yourself some assets and also, you know, set yourself up for a more advantageous, you know, salary window. But let's not forget, Russ, that there were offers with contingency plans, you know, attached to it, tied into yeah. the whole Team Canada thing for Carter Hart this summer. So I think that once that report comes out, if his name's not attached to it and and he's able to play in the NHL, I think those those offers then become, you know, live again. And and I think that Danny has will have some options. And I think that that would be the, the path that they'll eventually go down. I, I, if you're asking me when the Flyers return to the playoffs, if Carter Hart's their goalie, I, I'm pretty confident he won't be. I mean, that's, I, you know, I, I, I say that with having had many conversations with a lot of people about where things are with this organization and where, you know, how long it's going to take for them to get back to, to being a, a, a playoff team. Yeah. And they'll be yeah. yeah, barring a barring a major surprise where they get into the playoffs like this season, next season, or something Jesus. like that. Don't I, put I, that no. in. The no, I'm just saying, barring a major surprise. Yeah, I, I don't think Carter Hart is the goalie when they go back to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, by the time that does happen, guys, and again, you know, this has been acknowledged as a rebuild. There's going to be so many changes by the time you see your playoff team. Uh, there may just be a handful of guys and that's how it goes. That's how it yeah. goes. You know, the team's trying to build back the culture, the, the work ethic, the, the determination, um, but also find skill in the middle of this whole thing through free agency and drafts. And, you know, obviously with getting Cutter Gauthier and uh, Mishkov brings excitement in, but they're not here yet. They will be part of the pieces of the future, but there'll be a lot of people here, both on the bench, off the bench that won't be part of the Flyers playoff when, when it happens. And that's just the way that's a natural order of things uh, in a rebuild. And that's the way it goes. 
I, I wonder who if we had the over under at one hour and ten minutes for the first M- Matvey Mishkov reference on Snow the goalie because it's usually right near the beginning. It's usually Russ going absolutely crazy talking about him. Right? That was he's the got first a little time. bit of a man crush on him. He does. Yeah, he, yeah. That was I the don't. First time. I mean, I'm just happy that they mentioned. have somebody who might actually have star potential in this in this organization that's been bereft of star talent. I'm sorry that I apparently am this psychopath who just wants to see the team have a freaking star. All right, Danello, calm down over there, okay? <laughs> I'm going to go hide in a wood pile. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you called yourself a psychopath. I had no choice, oh, okay, right? okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I had no choice but to call you Danello. That's all right. It's all good. Okay. Oh, that was that's it. it. I thought that there was like more to that. Okay. No, that's it. No. Um, well, like the, the Eagles fan, they found in the wood pile. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess that's probably a good place to end. I want to I wanna just tell people, you know, thank you, of course, for listening, maybe even watching on the YouTube channel. We plug the YouTube channel a lot. I've been saying to people who would like to get to 2,000 subscribers here on YouTube. And here's the thing. There are two things. I, want, I, have, I have an issue with some people who watch the show. Well, here we go. Because you clearly make it all the way here because I look at the analytics of how the episode goes. If you watch on YouTube and you have a YouTube account, you can hit that like button. Okay, that's the first thing. We like the like button. It helps get the show out to more Flyers fans. Two, there are, there are a lot of people out there who watch the show who don't subscribe to the channel. You should change that. You should subscribe because there are other things that we're working on down the line that it might be advantageous for you. Trust me. To, Trust to subscribe us. To subscribe to the YouTube channel. Now, I don't, I don't know how to feel because the beginning of this episode was Anthony and Bundy teasing things and Anthony and Bundy kind of making promises about things. I'm usually the one who's supposed to be the hype guy. I'm in a very weird position here where I was not doing much of the hyping. And here at the end of the episode, I certainly don't want to hype because you never know. But what I will say is that barring some kind of unforeseen circumstance, which let's be honest, it's entirely possible. Uh, hopefully not, but it is possible. Um, we should have potentially in the next week an announcement. In fact, there's a chance that you might learn about something before we even do an episode. Now, I'm not sure. I don't want to promise that. Okay. I don't want to put that out there. All right. What I can promise you. Just you, you just did. You just did. No, I didn't. I don't want to put what it out there. What I can promise you is that did. if there is it, like there saying, is an that's announcement. Like no, no. Two, that's like saying in a 2-1 hockey game with the score is a lot closer than the score indicated. Only about like 16 people know what you're talking about when you say that. Um, I'm going to say that. I just, or alive at least. What? I was going to say I wrote that book, Road to Redemption. You did. Of, you know, last year. It came out almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what. It feels like a Road to Redemption completion for me. So, Russ, you can go on. And it does. It feels like, I know. I know you're excited. I'm not, There's nothing to be excited about. What I will tell you is that in the event that there is an announcement – um, you're not going to see us in the back of a picture somewhere, and it's not going to say coming soon, and we're not going to be tied up in litigation. All right? Not that that's happened anywhere else. Not that you can read about that happening anywhere. What I will say <laughs> is that uh, – because, well, I mean, listen, if, if nothing else, if there's, if there's one thing that I know, it's that we at least would read a contract before – anyway, um, before we head out here, I do want to tell people – uh, this has been fun. It's been a summer of insanity. We are no longer in the summer. It's officially the fall. We love the fall. It is. Yeah. It is. Isn't September 21st is like the first yeah, day of fall. That, I missed yeah. that date. I missed that. Um, I have to say, this has been a very interesting uh, time leading up to the flyer season. I'm looking forward to what could be to come. We will see. Uh, but a big thank you to everybody who listens and watches the show. And again, 
if you don't subscribe in the podcast feed, please change that ASAP. Uh, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcasts. Uh, no longer Stitcher. Rest in peace, Stitcher. And you can, of course, find this show on YouTube, youtube.com slash at SnowTheGoalie. You can just go onto YouTube if you want and type in SnowTheGoalie. You can ask your smart device to play the latest episode of Snow the Goalie. Um, you can go to snowthegoalie.com. I think we're going to be writing some content. I will tell you, I'll pull, I'll pull back curtain on one thing. We are going to, at some point here, probably in the next week or two weeks, we'll probably be releasing some form of a newsletter that might go out daily. We're still working on the details of that, uh, which will give you even more coverage in between. Anthony will continue to write for Crossing Broad. I'll probably in some way handle a lot more with the daily newsletter, but that'll also include links into the show and things that we're working on. So um, I will encourage you to keep an eye out on Twitter and on Facebook and everywhere else. We'll be promoting the hell out of it because that's what we do here. And I'm usually the, sh the shameless self-promoter, but um, we will be doing some things. Uh, and, and again, excited to expand our coverage, expand, excited to expand our reach by way of Bundy doing the uh, pregame show on the radio. And um, we shall see. Perhaps there are more things in the works. Perhaps there aren't. Who knows? Who's to say? But until next week, or until we have to have an emergency episode, I'm Russ at Joanne Broad. That's Ant at Ant San Philly. That's Bundy at C. Terrian 6. I hope everybody has a great weekend out there. The Flyers are back. Everybody get excited. Hockey is back. We're only a few weeks away from the start of the oh, yeah. season. This is Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody.